Thomas, Thomas is yes, okay, Thomas. Thomas is here. All right, well, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself first, then I'll let Thomas, and then we'll get started. Okay, no sweat. Well, I'm Captain Tazaria Kavashi BK under Commanding Journey Hana. Um, I've been a guest on Ralph's show. I was just telling him maybe about the past four or five years. Yeah. Uh, what we teach is um, the truth about the Bible. So everything we speak primarily is biblically based. Uh, we base um, who we love, who we associate with. Um, everything about our life is based on the Bible. For us in North Central and South America, that would be the Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Indians. And then, of course, the Israelites that are scattered abroad. We try to reverse the conditions of um, our people so that we can live uh, a little better. Um, I'm probably the only black guy on Killstream's Hall of Fame. I take great pride in that. Nah. <laughs> I think you might be, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the champ over here. So, but I, I love coming on Ralph's show. Ralph has always been an excellent uh, moderator and host. Um, and the people I've had conversations with have also been good. And um, that's it. So that's all I have. Very cool. Thank you, sir, for that. I appreciate those words. And Thomas777 is here as well. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll jump into it. Sure. I'm Thomas777, primarily a revisionist author. Um, I think of myself, I mean, I mean, that's the way I think of myself primarily. People try to pigeonhole me as a pro-white influencer. I wouldn't run from that, but that's not something I sought out. Um. Yeah, I mean, I first and foremost, I'm a revisionist author and kind of, you know, content creator on topics of historical revisionism and, you know, um, political theory generally, um, such that um, I uh, have a partisan orientation. It's it's pro-white. That's all I got. Very cool. Now, we have a basket of topics uh, here tonight. Now, uh, Thomas hasn't been in any of these on my show Uh now, how we do it is I usually let the participants kind of uh, drive the discussion. And, you know, I may jump in here or there. We may get a super chat question here or there. Uh, but I kind of let the participants uh, drive the debate itself because I just feel like that's more entertaining and you never really know where it'll go. Uh, and quite frankly, you know, I talk all day long. It's better to have you guys talk, and that's what they're here for uh, in the first place. Now, we have uh, several different topics today, and – Either one of you guys can start. Maybe I'll just let uh, Captain start off since I let him start off introducing himself. Uh, so we have uh, black versus white, the overall theme here. Uh, I know, shock. Uh, but it's on uh, IQ, uh, the family, I guess, you know, whichever way you want to take it, which is stronger or is there a reason why one's stronger or not? It's, it could go either way. Uh, and the future of, of blacks and whites and which is brighter uh or however you want to take it right like you can do whatever you want with that question uh so captain i'll let you start you can start on iq you can start on any of those topics uh but i do want to hit them all if we can yeah i wasn't sure um so i had listened to uh kevin oh, excuse me tom is it thomas or kevin yeah. thomas yeah okay so i listened to thomas um a few times and um i wasn't sure where to start I think, um, um, I don't know, I guess he would be, I think he made a point to say, or I guess I could talk to you directly. You made a point to say that you were pro-white. I guess I would be, I can't say that I'm pro-black. I couldn't say that because my demographic is a little broader. So my demographic is for like, you know, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. So I would just say I'm pro-blacks, Hispanics, and Native Indians. So I don't, I didn't really, normally I know where to start. I didn't really know where to start from 
So I was going to actually yield to you and actually let you start um, the dialogue, if that's okay with you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even though my background, like in terms of my parentage, is very Southern, <clears throat> I, uh, I've i lived my whole life in the heart of Yankeedom. And in Chicago, no less, which is probably the most segregated major city in America. Um, how it breaks down demographically. I mean, there's probably cities that have like a more stark kind of um, physical separation. But in terms of the psychology of it, people in Chicago stick to their own hood in a way that other people just don't. Okay. Um, one of the things people miss about when Martin Luther King came here and went to places like Gage Park, Marquette Park, which at that point were like very immigrant heavy, you know, mostly Eastern European. Like people went berserk there, like not because they had some like arch segregation of sensibility. It's because here, the way the peace is kept is at respectful distance. And anybody who tries to undermine or sabotage that is axiomatically viewed as trying to stoke conflict. Um, and it wasn't lost on these people either that in those days, like black folk were very much being exploited as like proxy warriors for like various interests. Okay. Um, when you say proxy warriors for various interests, can you explain what you mean by that? Well, yeah, I mean, the civil rights movement, um, I'm not talking about what, you know, actual black nationalists were up on or what, you know, some of these guys who were, you know, seeking, you know, like equitable treatment for the law. In formal terms, you know, when in um, in the post Reconstruction South, where there was like terrible tension between peoples, um, in the North, the civil rights movement. I mean, it was like a Jewish effort to break like Catholic parish communities, and like in in that way, like break like Catholic political power at the polls. Um, and uh, the way to do that was to essentially, you know, use the civil use the nascent civil rights acts as a way to claim that like these Catholic ethnic communities, by the way, a lot of whom didn't even speak English, you know, were, oh, they're practicing segregation. This has to be annihilated. Um, it was very transparent in that regard. So would you say they, they tried to hijack the, so Martin Luther King had his agenda, which for the record, I disagree with, but would you say that they tried to hijack his agenda to then bring about their own, I'm talking about the Jewish people. I mean, I think King was compromised from jump, um, he was way too cozy with federal law enforcement. He was way too ready to kind of, you know, like I said, like, um, you know, he began kind of his partisan career in places like Birmingham, you know, where there was genuine, I mean, there was a genuine risk of, of some kind of race war down there. Okay. And then suddenly, you know, he's going all over the North talking about how like, oh, these parish communities got to have their back broken. Like, you know, oh, we've got to, we've got to integrate Philly. You know, it's like suddenly everywhere, where there's some kind of like Catholic stronghold, like contra Jewish power, like suddenly they're being targeted for integration. That only so, makes sense. Okay, why, paradigm so, of, are you saying that he only targeted a separateness from the Catholic or what you would say that set of white people, but the Jewish people, he was not against that. Is that where you're, is that where you're going with it? And I then, mean, I think he was essentially a political operator. I think he went and did whatever he was directed to go and do. I mean, nobody, obviously too like he had obligations you know to the you know to 
to black political class, which in those days had clout that it didn't today, like where the rubber, where the rubber meets the road. Um, so, I mean, uh, I don't think he was entirely, um, I don't think he was an entire, I don't think he was entirely like a, a manufactured personage, but I think he became that way for all practical purposes. And yeah. plus too, like he wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't talking about black self-determination. He was basically saying like, don't resist, don't mobilize, you know, don't secede, you know, just right. basically yeah, beg for patronage and find right, a way I'm to get in. Yeah. Part. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up that part because I look at Martin Luther King a little differently. So Martin Luther King represents to me like the detriment of uh black movement in the sense of uh moving moving further for themselves. So whereas you isolate the Catholic side from the uh the Jewish man side. I look at him as one and the same because I didn't I don't I didn't see a separation from any certain type of um, white people. I saw him wanting to join us totally to them by what you just said, by making us more docile, by integrating and integrating, I think, is the worst thing for any race of people, especially especially a people that for us, we were brought over here. um, Identity and everything is taken away. So where is the time for us to gravitate to our own culture, build up our own schools, our own economics? And then at the time that Martin Luther King did it was at a time where when you guys, for example, was going through the Great Depression in the early 1900s, black people who already were oppressed during that time began to build our own. We began to establish our own cities. We began to establish everything. And then there became this, which I still think exists today, this love affair with whether it's um, acceptance uh, from whites, whether it's being in love with uh, their white woman, their white economics to where, or even their educational system. Where yeah, it's profoundly toxic. Right, exactly. I think it's toxic for us to intermingle unless we were at the same equal footing. And at that time, we were nowhere near at the same equal footing. So we became, we were at a disadvantage from the gate because we're still building you guys are already established because you had oppressed us for so many years. You had, like Chris Rock said one time, y'all had a 400-year head start, which is just facts historically. Historically, you guys enslaved us. You had a position of dominance that exist, existed for hundreds of years. So the only way that we as a people can have any form of dominance is to separate. When I'm saying separate, a lot of people think the separation is talking about um, totally eliminating any form of communication when that's not what I mean. What I mean and what we mean by separation is that um, no matter how you do your business economically, no matter what resources you may gather from each other, every resource that you get, excuse me, gather has to be for the benefit of your people first. And then once your people is established, then you can go ahead and ration out whatever it is that you want to others. Well, there's a lot there. I mean, there's two things that stand out. I mean, one of the things about the civil rights era and Martin Luther King is, I mean, just you couldn't talk in 1964, 65 nationally about white people. That makes sense in the South where there's like my tribe and there's black folks. In the North, you've got Poles, you've got Latvians, you've got Italians, you've got Catholics, you've got Orthodox, you've got Muslims, many of whom are racially white. You got Jews at the federal level in terms of, you know, after 1933, like the fight was between like Catholics, Protestants and Jews. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Right. right. They exploited blacks as proxy warriors again. Um, you know, uh, to uh, primarily break the bag of Catholic parish communities. But there was there wasn't a united white electorate until '68, and that was a direct response to these kinds of attacks. I posit this, man. The reason why, like white, the reason why the white um, establishment, what remains of it, has a pathological view of blacks. It it doesn't entirely owe to slavery. It's how slavery developed from 1618 about about the Boston Tea Party, slavery was a white institution, like slaves were white. Very suddenly it became illegal to enslave a white person. And it is basically how... You said from 1618 to... To about 1773. Right? Yeah. It was like slaves were white. It was perfectly legal to enslave a white person. And very suddenly it became against the law. And so not not interrupt, I kind of want to walk this, if you don't mind, this piece of history, because I've never heard this piece of history. So can you... Are you saying that so now you know that during about that same time frame blacks were enslaved, but you're saying that during this time you can enslave blacks and whites, like whites were included with that? Is that what you're implying? I'm telling you that the first slave ship that arrived in America was populated by white slaves. Okay. About a half of whom died within hmm. five years of arrival. Is there any way you could substantiate that? I've never heard that before. Yeah, read the book uh, White Cargo. Um, white Cargo. I'm going to see if I yeah. can. Somebody look up White Cargo for me and send it to me. It's, uh, in any event, um, I believe the reason that happened, um, what happens in the United Kingdom, especially in those days, I mean, the United States was a little colony. Okay, the political culture was impacted here. Um, one of the ways... One of the ways Northern Ireland was pacified is basically like all the commoners suddenly like became lords. You know, they're like, look, like if you can if you can conquer this place and hold it, you know, that being Northern Ireland, like you, you basically become like a freehold farmer. Okay. And uh this also occurred at the same time of a Protestant victory over the final Catholic monarch. And um that change the status of common white people and it became unthinkable after that to enslave a white person okay like the political culture like could no longer abide it um if blacks have been slaves like in the way that other people were slaves historically as just like a matter of status it would have been less pathological but all of a sudden like whether you were a slave or not like came down to your race you know and you can't change your race so um if you're a slave by virtue, like literally of your DNA, like you're, you're there's no way like out of that. And even if you become manumitted, you're just going to be looked at as like part of like the slave caste, you know, no matter what, because there's no, again, it's not, it's not a matter of law or like a matter of a pedigree or title, you know, it's just like, well, you know, if you're, 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 you're like, you're like, you're, your candidacy for slavery owes to like literally like what you were born as. And there's not really a comparable system. Um, I'm not saying that's, yeah, it's, I mean, slavery is slavery. I'm not saying like one is better or worse than the other, but it creates certain pathologies. Yeah. So, I mean, the elites in this country, they always like look at blacks in some pathological way. Because like in the back of their mind, it would always be, are these people going to rise up? You know, are these people going to, you know, are these people going to, uh, you know, go Nat Turner and, and like fuck shit up? 
um, because you basically remove like their incentive to like behave themselves. If you want to look at it in like crude political terms. So, but I, but I wouldn't compare. So as I'm looking it up, it says more so indentured servants. Yeah, but a lot of indentures. What that was was it's like mm -hmm. okay, you'll sell like you'll sell your labor for a period of years, you know, for for passage right. across the ocean, and then all of a sudden, like you're a chattel slave when you land because it's like what the hell are you talking about? Like, <laughs> are you saying that y'all got so when like when I think of like the chattel part, are you saying that y'all got whipped and hung and? Oh yeah, children. A lot of these people too were prisoners of war. They were they were on the losing side of Cromwell's you, war. Gotcha. Some of them so, were kidnapped and impressed. I mean, some of them were sex slaves. You know, it's like. You saying, you're saying that white folks came over here and they were hung and lynched and sex slaves? Yeah, 100%. Can you prove that, please? Like, I know you gave the book White Cargo, but is there a link you can post that we can look at and, like, see that? So, like, when I looked it up, it says White Cargo, the Forgotten History of Britain's White Slaves in America. Yeah. So I, do, I do see that. When I look it up um, from a, it says an NY press, it says more than 300,000 white people were shipped to America as slaves. Urchins yep. swept up from London. Yep. But you know, black people were uh, over here by the millions. It almost gave me a little bit of like uh, I, I mean, wanna... how many, how many, what was the black population at the, at, in 1861? About 3 million? Yeah, I believe so. But what okay, I, I, I mean, I, uh, I want to say like it's, a, it's giving off a Karen type of vibe. I'm not going to go that far. But when we make the comparison of what happened to black people, and then you mentioned what happened to three hundred thousand white people. I don't see the comparison. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't play the victim sweepstakes. I don't give a fuck. I, I mean, like life is brutal and short, and right. That wasn't my point. Like my point was that slavery is a unremarkable, and b uh, you know it, it's it's uh, it's essentially universal. It creates written language in the fossil record in America. The unique kind of racial hostility between whites and blacks was somewhat artificially contrived, owing to nuances of law that kind of changed the way people understand slavery. Like that was my point. Well, def now I would definitely agree. I mean, slavery oh, existed in the 20th century; it exists to this day. Like the planetarily, yeah, yeah, planetarily, the overwhelming yeah. majority of slaves are Arab or Slavic. I mean, okay, that's what I was going to say. Right, I, that's what I was going to bring out. Like, you can't forget about the uh, sub-Saharan slave trade you oh, can't yeah. forget about those things i think um only difference is at some point those particular slave slavery times stopped where whereas for black people and for all my people it, it, it hasn't stopped um they might change the methodology so they don't have like physical change they're not beating you so like when they ended uh, when they so-called ended slavery in the 1800s, they enacted, I believe it's the 13th Amendment, where they can just say you committed a crime, and now you commit a crime. Now we can re-enslave you because you committed the crime. So there still was a way for them to further manipulate us to continue to be enslaved. Oh, there's, Even, still, there's still white slaves today, if you consider Slavs to be white. I mean, Ukraine's a giant fucking Jew slave plantation. America? What's that? You said there's still slaves in America? White slaves? Well, I, said I said there's still white people who are slaves if you count Slavs, Ukrainians. Well, I think, you think like, broads on Pornhub aren't being fucking sold like meat. Like, where, where do they come from? They come from Ukraine. They come from Romania. I mean, that's, that's, you know, if you think that's not slavery, that, you got it twisted. So you talk, no, no. I, I, definitely something that they'd be a force to do. But who's enslaving them? Yeah, mostly the tribe. 
I mean, who's who's got who's corners the market on the fucking right? pimp and porno business? But we, when you say the tribe, we talk about another set of white people, right? White people? What's that mean? Jews ain't my people. I mean, they are no, nah, they're white people too, though. So, so I mean, why? Because we we have like shared group anatomy. Like that don't mean shit. <laughs> so here's where, because I'm gonna tell you. So like I'm gonna now now I'm gonna tell well, you like the planetary white brotherhood. If you were like right, <laughs> there you go, there you go. So I could now, I could I could find a fucking Egyptian who's got blonde hair and blue eyes. No, like, that that, that means like we're we're bros. Like no, right. So I'm gonna tell you the difference. So. You remember in the beginning of the conversation, I said we come from a biblical perspective, right? So for us, every nation is is described within the biblical text. So like how you mentioned the Egyptians, the Egyptians come from a Hermetic tribe. Yeah, we I'm, don't, aware, I'm aware of that. Right. So we don't come from, so black people, we don't come from Ham. We come from Shem. We come from the same line that white people come from, a Shemitic line. So when you say, so whether you say the Slavics, whether you say Russians, whether you say Germans, or whether you say Jewish people, you all come from the same tribe. It's just that what makes it different is the Jewish man puts themselves as such this high pedestal. They look at their brothers, which is you guys. They look at y'all as y'all are beneath them. And they look at them as they look at you as if they're better than you and they're better than everybody. But y'all are the same, though. Yeah, well, I, I, I take exception to that. But I mean, whatever. It's <laughs> you, I mean, people stack it up different ways, but right like my 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 only point was that um you know it's not it hasn't uh and on most of this planet probably um outside of america and western europe like actual slavery is pretty common and um if you count like porn and like pimping and all that bullshit i mean it's like it's pretty it's pretty above board in a lot of countries but mm-hmm. I mean, people people finesse it by you know kind of like defining it down or saying like oh like that's it's not the same because it's you know it's consensual like I, I i i don't think that's the reality of human sociology but that was my only point i wasn't trying to like play fast and lose with definitions right and if i'm not mistaken the type of people that they were shipping over which they did the same thing to australia they shipped over the convicts and the criminals like even in part, a- but again the first slaves in america were mostly right. kids um the, you know, and the, the for the first white slaves were virtually all kids. Well, Later, that, they were prisoners of war. They were, you know, nah, people. They were people who been, you know, cons- like determined to be like habitual offenders by by the criminal courts. You know, basically undesirables. I mean, it was, it was a mix. Like it was a it was a mix of like demographics. Um, there wasn't any one common like slave experience. What, like I said, things changed well, when the criminal part is important because. Um, they did the same thing in Australia. And then when the criminals came over to Australia, then all they did was just oppress the aboriginals in Australia. And the same thing in America, when they brought uh, those criminals over here, they, you know, it could be war or indentured servitude, which is what I call it. But then at some point there's a stoppage. And so then they create their common enemy, which would have been us at the time. Because even by your own admission, you said it stopped. And so we became the ones that they just joined the existing uh, white people that was already enslaving the Latinos first to be historically correct. The first slaves in America would have been the Taino Indians that Columbus came when Columbus came here. He enslaved the Taino Indians first. I think they just came out with a letter that Columbus had wrote um, to the queen of Spain bragging on how slow the native Indians were and using that to his advantage. So we're going to be historically correct. The first slaves in America were 
the Taino Indians, and they actually exported well, the first slaves in America are the people the Indians themselves enslaved. Enslaved. I mean, uh, well, now you're Indians, Indians were Indians you're not, were. You're not were, talking about civil war. We're I'm not, not talking, talking about civil war either. I'm talking about the fact is that slavery is a universal institution, and if you don't think Indians enslaved people, you're uh, you got it twisted. Uh, you're gonna make me you're gonna make me stick to Karen for a second because that's a Karen answer. Because... I, don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what that means, man. Like I know that I know that I know that slavery is a universal institution, and people okay. think otherwise well, aren't, means, well, aren't Karen, dealing with reality. What Karen means is I provide historical proof on the subject of slavery. You bring up or change the subject. To turn it off so that we can be more sympathetic to what y'all went through. By I, I don't, I don't, I don't want nobody's sympathy, man. It was you and me. I'm not, I'm not some. I don't play victim games because I don't give a fuck. I don't know if I believe that because you want to make this. Believe whatever you want, man. Here's like, what believe you want. Like I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a man, so I don't say like feel bad for my race because shit was bad. But you, you know, are no, trying, no real man fucking looks at it that way, dude. Right, but here's what you are trying to do and be dishonest at the same time. You're trying to make this universal principle of slavery, which because it is, is one, it precedes written language in the fossil right. record. But which it is, I'm not going to argue. But what where the disagreement comes is the slavery that blacks have experienced in America is really exclusive to them for a few reasons, and it, and the Latin uh, communities. Even my brother, excuse me, my man Ralph, that's in Mexico. The part of Mexico that he's in that they call Mexico is like the worst part of Mexico. At one time, it was Texas, New Mexico, California, et cetera, like that. So when we're talking about slavery, when I'm talking about slavery, I'm talking about specifically what white Europeans did to the natives of this land and then the exportation of us to this land, which really has never stopped here. What you're talking about is a time period where y'all had a civil war. They shipped the criminals to Australia. They shipped the criminals over here to America. No, no. they shipped white children here, most of whom were from Ireland, and most of whom had been defeated, and their parents were murdered. The history says they were criminals. The history doesn't say they were criminals. Like, what's a, what's a criminal? Whatever a judge says. Like, can you pull up that? Article? No, what what it is is you've got to feel exceptional. So you take a universal institution like slavery, and you say, despite the fact that. Black people as a population in America are one of the most wealthy populations on earth. The book that you actually okay. read, they got the they got they got they got one of the longest life expectancies. They're available to all kinds of privileges. Almost nobody on this on this planet mm-hmm. is available to. Okay, you so now you've got a victim complex to explain away your own shortcomings. So everything is oh, there was slavery, but black right. folk had it worse. So now I'm gonna you show know, you the Karen. It's, it's not a good look for a grown man, dude. It's really not. Got you. I'm gonna show you the Karen part that I was talking about in the book. I, I don't know what that means, bro. That's like I'm some shit saying. you made up because you got I'm shit talking. Karen ain't something I made up. Karen is something white women do when they want to vilify black men for no reason. But I, 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 I don't hang around bitchy white women, and, and I don't get into like black fucking like social pathologies. I don't know what that means, but right. So, but but the reason when you bring up children, you're being dishonest, saying that they were. I'm not being dishonest. The first white slaves in America source. were children. I mean, let me read the source. So in the book, White Cargo, that you asked us to read, it said among the first to be sent were children. So you're right when you say sent were children. I know. It says, it says some were dispatched by impoverished parents seeking a better life for them. That's not slavery. Well, what? read the rest of the paragraph, son. I'm gonna read keep the rest going. of the paragraph. I'm going to keep. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. It says um, for better life for them. But others were forcibly deported. In 1618, the, th- the authorities began to sweep up hundreds of troublesome urchins from the slums. They call them urchins. That's What is an urchin? Can somebody tell me what an urchin is? Un, oh, undesirable sea creature. 
And so that's what they decided to do. So you can't say that they were coming over here under the notion of being enslaved when some of the parents were sending them. Yeah, um, yeah, because like your parents do your dirty, you do your dirty. It's not actually being done dirty. See, bro, like that's no, what's incredible. But, like if you think about it, Italians did the same thing. So America. So so basically, like, so yeah, so like no, basically, like if everybody was the same thing, everybody's the same thing. They just said it only impacts black folk, though. No, 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 because there were no black people that had children that they wanted to send to America during this time frame for a better life. No, they were too busy enslaving each other in Africa. I don't, I, wait, wait, wait. I wouldn't say I would call that a nation against another nation. I can't Yeah, because everything is a euphemism. It's like, no, see, it's, no, it's not, not slavery when you want to white people. It's no, no, this. no, 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 it's slavery. It's, it's, it's no, not wait. brutality against your own race. It's that. See, no, it's, no, it's, no, no, it's, no. It's bullshit, see, I don't man. make a difference. No, no, I don't make a difference. The only difference I make is that we weren't African. We remember I told you in the beginning, those were hermetic tribes. We're shemetic. So they were like most people, just because we have melanated skin, as they like to say, or black skin, they think that makes us the same. When East Indians have black skin, Arabs have black skin. Your skin color doesn't make your ethnicity. So yeah, right. So when we when we was being sold, those was Israelites that were that uh exported themselves into Africa. And so when the tribes in Africa had people that they wanted to sell, they sold us. So I wouldn't say black versus black, but I would say race versus race. So I'm not excluding that Africans sold us. I'm just saying that we're not Africans. But my point still is there were no parents that were selling themselves, excuse me, sending their children to Africans to come over here for a better life. But what you described was parents. You know, there's children, people, there's people this said. There's people to this day who pay their daughter's passage to places where they're told they will have a better life and they end up in sexual slavery. The fact that slavers mis- the fact that slavers misrepresent right. intentions doesn't but somehow neutralize the, the purpose of the enterprise. But do you do see the difference? The difference is there wasn't none of our parents doing it. You can say the chief of the of the tribe that's going to war with another set of people did it. But you can't say that our a parent said, I'm going to sell you to this white man so you can have a better life. But I can say, based on your source, that the, the white parents over there did send their children over here for a better life. So that's not the same slavery. We were well, taking apparently it is because no, it about like half of those children no, died within a year or so. It doesn't really matter that I their parents that, sold them out or not. They were just as big, weren't they? That those parents didn't care about their kids? Those white uh, parents. Apparently, they were so desperate that they'd be willing to believe a slaver would actually look after oh, their children better than he would be in the streets of London, which means they were living in such depravity. Right? Modern people probably can't even so, imagine it. I'm asking, so which one is it? Is it something where they tricking the kids or something they didn't have no choice? You can't have it both ways. If they felt like it was so downtrodden over here that in America it would be better, you can't call that slavery if their parents think that this is better. Miners don't have agency, so obviously selling any miner is selling them into slavery by definition categorically. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's an it's a non-argument. But again, I mean, like I said, man, like my point my point was that it's twisted to suggest that like black folk are like the winners of the victim sweepstakes when slavery is a universal institution. I even, I even stipulated that that America's got a pathological view of blacks. It's just not for the reasons you're saying. And it's not it's not because slavery is like this this this, 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 this rare, like, a, thing that like only impacts black folk. Right. This is definitely not a winners to see who's the victim. This is just teaching history. 
Like you taught me about the history of whites. I never knew that whites were enslaved. And then we find out that the parents were sending their children over here to be air quotes enslaved, which is not the same because black parents wasn't doing that. That was a minority of the population we're talking about. And again, half of those children upon arrival at their destination were dead within a year. So that hardly can be qualified, that hardly qualifies as a more humane enterprise than other iterations of slavery. Um, So when I read this, the second paragraph, it says a second group of migrants from the mother country were those such as vagrants and petty criminals who England's rulers wish to be rid of. That's why I said they did the same thing in Australia. When they had these criminals, they said, we don't want these criminals here. So where can we send them? So they sent them to Australia and they sent them to America, which bodes well why America is so criminal. America is such a criminal country. You know how criminal America is? Trump right now, I believe in New York City, they brought him in. They brought him to 60 Sinistry for trial, and they still will vote for him to be president of the United States. Still. That's how criminal America it's is. It's incredible to me that you intrinsically believe whatever a charging instrument says is 100% true and correct. Um, at least in the case of Mr. Trump, um, I, I speculate that when those same courts like issue charging instruments against black people, you don't think that it's that um, credible. Well, um, Trump, Trump's a criminal because the court says so. Okay, I mean, <laughs> this is this is why I say Karen, right? Like, if you if you if you ever end up in court, man, no, like you're the Karen dude because obviously you've never been under felony indictment that you think that way. You know, no, it's like, but what I do know is that right when you make that statement right there, right? What, what I what I know, bro. What I know, bro. Like right. it's always guys like you who call everybody Karen. Like I don't appreciate right. something like calling me a bitch. And frankly, man, if anyone's talking like a bitch, it's you. <laughs> okay, All right. so 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 Karen offends you. I I won't call you Karen, but it's funny though. And but I'm just the last. I don't think it's funny, man. I I, I think you should fucking not say that shit. Good, some fucking bullshit. I I see I see it's bothering you a little bit, a little touchy. So I'm gonna stop. It's not touchy, man. It's just you. I mean, you wouldn't be saying that if you're in the same room with me and like i said again it's always you know, dudes I like you say that you know you, that's it's, it's always dudes like you never been under felony indictment never been right. in the street but you like try and play a role like oh you a karen like my people suffered right well like, okay bro whatever but one in one correction I, I have never been in a felony indictment You're no, correct. Yeah, i know i but, can tell but, but uh, wait hold, hold on but ralph we got it we good Ralph. go ahead good. i just want to chime in with that go ahead oh okay but i have i have and still to this day been in the street i have so that part you're incorrect but the reason okay. why don't sweat but the reason why i say that is because i don't have a problem bringing up so trump could be innocent that's not i don't care if trump is guilty you just or the criminal because the court said so and what court said it's true tra- right all i'm saying is what he could be found innocent and the reason why i say that is because we're so fine people innocent people, they find people guilty the number one the number one people that get locked up for crimes and then found that they're innocent is us of course, so they'll find people innocent. They find people guilty. I'm not making a statement for Trump to be guilty, but what I am—you just said he's a criminal because the court said so. But I'm not making a statement for him to be guilty. No, I'm just, I'm just quoting your own words. You said he's a criminal because the court said, said so. What I said was he can get arrested and indicted, and people still want him to be president. I didn't say he was guilty. No, you said America is such a criminal country I that Trump America is a criminal to be president. Criminal country, which is facts. That a criminal or Trump can I didn't I didn't call Trump a criminal. Yeah, I did. Said, no, I didn't. I said that you can be indicted and they still will vote for you to be president 
of the United States. Yeah, because like nobody takes that shit seriously. Even dudes like you never been in the system. I don't take it seriously. He's a criminal. Record. I don't take it seriously. I don't take it seriously. I don't care. I just like to point out the hypocrisy. The second thing, example, when the uh, Proud Boys stormed the White House. They didn't storm the White House. I was there. It was, a, it was a bunch of fucking clowns like having a protest. And getting the they ran through the White House. It was the Capitol, you dumbass. It wasn't the White House. Okay, White House, Capitol, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Who cares about the facts? Just whatever I say. No, 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 no. It's not, I don't mind you correcting saying it was the Capitol. Whatever it was, they I, I was there, man. You weren't there. They, they defecated in the building. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a different no, no, fraternity. I want to point out the hypocrisy. But when I think when black people just wanted to have a peaceful, excuse me, peaceful march, they were met by the National Guard. I'm just really? showing. I remember, I remember him running roughshod on the mag mile here and nobody doing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't then, see no National then, Guard. I didn't see the police. The police said we're not going to fuck with it. Hey, can y'all give me that picture? I can show you. Somebody give me the Wait, No, not the Proud Boys. There's a picture I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the picture where when they went to march on... Um, in Washington, the National Guard met them. They couldn't have their peaceful protest. They couldn't have it. So I won't use that word no more because uh, you're not really you're not really that bad of a guy. So I won't use that word no more. But you definitely cannot compare what y'all went through as slavery with what we went through as I'm slavery. I'm not comparing it because again, it's bitch made to pretend like I'm a bigger victim than you. That's not I'm my not point. My point, is you're taking, my point is you're taking what was a universal institution, right? Admittedly, one that became pathologized, you know, mm-hmm. owing to owing to certain yeah. certain features unique to America. I stipulate that and saying like, oh, no other slavery was as bad as my people's slavery because it was just extra no, bad. No, that, like, that that no sense. Up. Here's the point that I'm bringing. Here's the point why I'm bringing it up. Remember, I think this is about like IQ smarts or something like that. So my point in bringing that up about the slavery and then, you know, we also talked about the Martin Luther King with integration is that. Even though we was enslaved, if we would have never integrated with y'all, we'd be better off. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I don't agree with that. Right. So because like during the time of y'all's Great Depression was like our utopia. Like whenever I teach history to uh, black people, I always highlight segregation was way better than integration. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time. We knew that although we're in a land that's not ours, we're around white folk that don't love us. We at that time loved each other. That is true. I don't. I don't think that we can't love white people and us at the same time. You can't do that. You know, like even it's the also Bible- the system poached. Um, the the system is a way of taking black leadership out of black communities, and they do that on purpose. Right. And um, it's not just because they want to like, oh, we have a good opportunity. It's it's, it's very calculated. Um, right, but I think it's a certain type of black leadership. So, like, yeah, Martin, right. Sure. So, like Martin, right. So, like Martin Luther King would be allowed to be a black leader in the yeah. black community because he preaches, you know, turn the other cheek, um, you know, all races and stuff like that. Where somebody that is more like stick to your own would not be the guy. No, hundred percent. Well, like, riddle me this too. Like, you know who Jeff Ford is? Like the El Rukin guy in Chicago. He was, like a big, he was a big uh, gang leader, but later on, he's been in prison for literally 40 years, okay? You guys like 76 years old now. Like, mm-hmm. whether the Rukins were a gang, whether they were, like, a community organization, I mean, that law enforcement and, and people who knew him have two different ideas. But regardless, 
you know, dude's literally 76 years old. He applies for compassionate release. And they, the, the court's like, no. And they said the reason why is because Jeff Ford has proven has a proven ability to, to, to animate young men towards violence. It's like this dude's almost 80 years old. You're telling me he's going like, to start doing shit to scream. <laughs> like, he's like, going like, like, he to come out and start doing that. There's he's a gonna, he's gonna, yeah, he's, he's not going to yeah. do anything except like bounce his grandkids on his knee. Man. And it's most like, people... Yeah. And, and here's what people don't understand. Well, first I want to say there's a brother, Captain Mawakwa, from Chicago that um, comes from that. And okay. uh, uh, what people really don't understand is that at that time, in the early 1900s, when you have people that they say we're, like, violent, it's really reactionary to the oppression that we were suffering. Like, you brought up Nat Turner earlier. Like, Nat Turner went the violent route because the oppression was so fervent around him. To where he felt like that's the only way that we can come out of it, which I don't see how anybody doesn't understand that. Even if y'all stormed the Capitol um, because y'all felt like y'all freedoms was going to be taken away if Biden was put in office and Trump wasn't put wasn't remaining in office. Well, no, I made I made a point to people that really until. Until about 68, man, like, black folk didn't have a reputation for, like, being violent. Like, that wasn't the way people came at them. Like, even, like, segregationists. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it, uh, like, when shit truly jumped off, you know, in, like, 68, 69, 70 to really, like, the early 90s. I mean, like, that wasn't, like, black folk and white folk, there was always, like, that possibility of some kind of, like, race war. But this idea of, like, oh, black folk are violent. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't something that people thought. So I mean, something happened and it wasn't like, oh, this is the way things have always been. And like people don't talk about that anymore. But like it's 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 like however you fall on shit, like that's important because like suddenly, like suddenly, um like the, the level of violence nationally just like went crazy for like 30 years. But specifically in like black hoods, like it went like off the charts. And like before that, that had like never been the case. I mean, that's not that's not that's not a normal circumstance, you know, yeah, and that's um, right. It's yeah, normal yeah, for yeah. Y'all, but it ain't normal for us. No, I mean, it's not normal, period. Even people are fucked up. Like, they're not, it's just not, just, people generally are pretty predictable at scale. Like, it's, just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. Well, the reason why I say it's normal for y'all from a violence perspective is because it doesn't take much for y'all to be violent at all. Uh, it's, be yeah, honest. I mean, I mean yeah. violence is what keeps the peace. I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, give him a hand for being honest. He's honest. It does not take much. Whereas us, I, I'll give a, I'll give you a story to understand how we are. We are people that try to get along with everybody, even at our own expense. Meaning, um, are you familiar with uh Little Rock, the Little Rock Eight, when they try to send the little eight black kids to the yeah, Arkansas? like right. the Jonesboro Boys, or whatever. Right, right. And then yeah. they have to have the National Guard. So they're doing that to integrate, which was like to me the worst thing. That now, when you talk about sending your kids somewhere, if you would have brought this up as an example, I would agree because these parents is sending their kids to a school that's completely going to be hostile when they yeah. could have just went to their own school, which would have been better. And and going to that school, when you talk to the children as they got older, like there's this black uh, lady, they talked to her when she got older, and she said she couldn't fight back against. The whites at the school so she used to take it out on her brother and sister when she got home and so that's what you see a lot in the black community general it's like it's probably hard to see now how what i'm gonna say makes sense but when as we were getting oppressed by whites and 
feeling like we couldn't fight back, which is why I hate Martin Luther King so much because Martin Luther King became almost like the badge of honor that whites would say that, no, Martin Luther King said we got to all get along. You got to turn the other cheek. So it took no, away, you know what I'm saying? So it took away our desire to just defend ourselves. Like we don't teach that anybody should harm anybody regardless of race, sex, gender, whatever it may be. But you do have a right to defend yourselves. And Martin Luther King took away the right for us to even defend ourselves. So now you take a population of people that are still getting oppressed with a taught that they can't fight back against that oppression, then we take out that aggression on each other. And so that's why you see the generational violence, as you say, amongst us, because we haven't been allowed to express who it should truly be against. And no, Yeah, no, there's something to that. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, Martin Luther King was a fucking disaster. Like, I mean, for... For black people and i i think um like black dudes i it, it, chicago's weird though like a lot of black dudes here like still look up to like malcolm x at least at least like old head dudes my age right. Right. um but like martin luther king like it's there's like this mythology like yeah like even people who understand that like the myth is like a twisted fucking thing it's like oh you're just not supposed to like go there like don't talk about that right it, which is, like which, malcolm, yeah. malcolm reference you give um is perfect because Back then, if you like Malcolm was vilified. Yeah. When all, when all Malcolm wanted was for black people to have their own, be separate, have their own businesses, schools, et cetera, like that. No, and, he was on point, man. Like he yeah. and even like the NOI dudes here, like um, they're pretty squared away, man. Like I, they don't like fuck with white people socially, but like I met some of them cats just like out and about, especially like right when I was getting off dope and stuff. And no, those dudes, they that basically I mean, they live that shit. They're not just talking, like they like you, like though, if you want to get a loan, like for a small business, like NOI is their own, like banks they go through, like Islamic banks and shit. Like mm-hmm. they will like set you up if they like believe you're like actually down, like for the nation and stuff. Like you're attending like mosque or whatever, and you're like, you know, it takes some years to get that kind of trust. But the dude like broke it down for me, and it's like, I think a sticking point for a lot of black people is they're not down with like the Islamic side of it, but that that model like sociologically on like how you build capital. And kind of secede from the wider culture, like that's 100 on point. I mean, that's why like, I paid attention to that shit because it applies like whatever your whatever your objective is, um, uh, as a political dissident, you know. But uh, no, it uh, it uh, that's yeah. Malcolm X is probably, I mean, frankly, he's probably the last. He's probably the last black man like who had a nakedly political perspective who had that kind of clout. Um. I think, at least in my lifetime, I haven't seen nobody like that. But yeah, we have like our leader, uh, Commander Jenny Hanna. I will put him um, up there on that level. But the difference is like they wouldn't like back back then during that time, uh, a Martin, a Malcolm, um, even like a Farrakhan or something like that, were able to galvanize because it was fresh and new. Whereas today, right. the the role is to bump up anybody that pushes especially a democratic agenda. If it's a democratic agenda and you're black, they definitely going to put you out there and manipulate. Um, But if you're somebody like me or somebody like my leader will be considered the extreme when all we're saying is we just want our own. We want, we don't want to be integrated. We want our own because that's how we come up. That's like, there's a Chinese town in every neighborhood. Nobody Nobody calls that a racial. There's a Jewish town. And yeah. almost every neighborhood, and nobody calls that racism. But if black people come around and we say 
we want to live a certain way. It's like, no, well, you got to have us involved. You got to let us be a part of it. And what my people don't see is the trick bag. The trick bag is they're telling you to be a part of it so that they can infiltrate and then take over what you have. No, and no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it is positive at least. At least here, like a lot of the black, I mean, people like Chicago's hemorrhaging people, but a lot of the black folk are going back to Atlanta and like surrounding suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not just because the weather here is shit, but I mean that that's their notion is that like there's not nothing there's no way to like build anything on like chicago west side there's just you're not gonna that that like capital is just like averse to it man and like even um like even if you do all the right things and even if you like even if your business model for like how to kind of bring capital into the community is solid like you're not you're not gonna draw any money man like it i think frankly like that's i i think black folk return into like the black heartland and the new world which is freaking like you know the south i, I think that does have potential man yeah, like, we gonna dominate We'll end up yeah. dominating. Yeah, if, if we can stay at the course, we'll dominate. And we won't dominate by uh, downing another race of people. We'll just dominate by just sticking to our own. We're the greatest, yeah. we're the greatest influencers. I think we're the smartest. If you think about the oppression that black people have been through and what we've been able to build in that oppression, I don't even think it's a question of who's smarter, me personally. No, so. black folk definitely make an impact, man. Like they can't be denied. Like like in cultural spaces. You know, like whether you think that's good or bad, <laughs> you know, they're like it, it's that they can't be denied. Yeah, it don't matter if it's the left side or the right yeah. side. You're yeah. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. Well shit. It was um Yeah, I remember like I remember in uh I mean because I cause I'm like an eighties kid, like and, and I always loved boxing. Like after after Ronald Reagan, like Michael Jackson and Mike Tyson, really the two most like recognizable people on the planet, and like, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, yeah, that's that's uh, like that that that's what's known as making an impact, man. Like nobody can deny that. Um, so as you can see, Ralph, I'm I'm edging up. He's agreeing with me so far. I figured. Yeah, no, no, we're uh, is uh, I got to uh, I got to raise up in a few minutes, man, because we're coming up on the hour. Um. But like, are there, uh, what do you, anything you want to, and, and what do you want to do, Ralph? Is there like super chat questions or anything like this? Yeah. If you guys got any super chat questions, send them in. Um, also we didn't really hit on, um, like the, the future, uh, <laughs> right. of, of blacks versus white. If you guys want to touch on that a little bit, um, that would be good. Okay, I'll, if you got I'll, a few minutes. I'll let uh, Kevin go first. Kevin. Now, Kevin, you say Thomas, but your, your tag is Kevin, right? Is it? I think it, no, no, not your tag. Oh, it's Thomas seven seven seven. Okay. I yeah, yeah. No, it's all good, man. I think. I mean, for black folk, I think it's what I said, man. I think increasingly, I mean, the federal regime is going to lose its ability to, to, to kind of, to um, to directly intervene at the local level. I mean, uh, I mean, that's already starting to happen. I don't. That's why. Can you, can you, say, can you say it again? Can you start? start I, I think. Again? I think the federal regime is losing its ability to intervene directly at the local level. Like something like happened in '92, where like the first Bush like literally sent the Marines into like South Central. Like I, I they'd be unthinkable today. I, I don't think I don't think any president could do that. I don't think it have the mandate to do that. I don't think the Joint Chiefs would go along with it. I don't think the political will is there. So I mean, I think uh, like the more people do their own thing, like whether you're talking about black folk or whether you're talking about whiteies or whether you're talking about anybody else, there's like not going to be a hell of a lot that the regime can do about it. You know, and I, mean, I think, like I said, like, I, I don't know because I ain't been down there, but some dudes I know from, 
like Garfield Park who like relocated to the freaking proper south. You know, they were like, you know, yeah, they're like, we were kind of ambivalent before we went down there, but they're like, it's dope. And like, there's actually, you know, like there's actually like a magnet for capital, you know, like if you're like, you know, if you want to start a small business or, you know, cost of living is like half what it is up here. But I think, I think, I think that's the future, man. It's just like people kind of carving out cultural spaces where there is some like history for their people. Like, I, I like Lynchburg, Virginia, because that's where like my tribe's at. But like, it, yeah, I mean, frankly, I think that's, I think that's the way forward, man. Yeah. When I was looking up some information, uh, I know like during like uh, around COVID and since that time, um, the black family structure has definitely been gaining while the white family structure has been losing. I think the reason why Roe versus Wade, I think that's the one on uh, abortion. Yeah. I think the reason why they canceled that is because um, the white race is dwindling. Um, y'all are aborting. Y'all are, I think the last statistic I saw, y'all are unaliving yourselves more than you're living. And no, so. No, it's a big, and the, and the people, yeah, and they, I, I think too that, uh, especially, uh, especially like middle class liberal types, they're like most impacted. Mm-hmm. They don't want like a bunch of peckerwoods and like holy rollers and like, you know, country white folks, a lot of kids, like inheriting the earth proverbially. And that's what's going to happen. No, I think you're absolutely right. Right. Is absolutely a kind of like sociological warfare. Yeah, definitely. Because for the government mind state, as they see uh, the white race dwindling, they say, well, how do we address this? Okay, let's stop our women from aborting the babies. Let's stop. Because like uh, there's a census data brief I have. It says, well, white deaths exceed births and majority of the U.S. states. So if we talk about futuristic, that's not us. No, that's part of it, yeah. Right. So um, if there's another article in NCRC, the National Community, excuse me, Community Reinvestment Coalition, where it talks about the black family's net worth has grown more than other racial groups since COVID. So even yeah, though, was- right, so even though there's a gap, that gap is closing because I think um, black people as a whole they're getting fed up with the government. They're getting fed up with uh, the church and the lies that they're doing. And so we're all looking for what is a better way for us to um, come together. No, and when you see, yeah. And they're realizing they can also, I mean, you can hustle up money now in ways you couldn't before and do it like legally. I mean, if I can do it, like fucking anybody can do it, frankly, man. And like, right. I think that's, that's huge too. Right. Um, and leaning on other races is dwindling. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, yeah. Like um, the Bible say there'll come a time where, we have to deal with our own. Everybody's going to go to their own house. And yep. so as black people start coming to their own house, we'll realize, man, I didn't need to go to the other house. I had all the resources and information that I needed right here. And unfortunately, and thankfully, because this might sound crazy, but unfortunately, um, the deaths of black people by America, by Europeans, thankfully, is what kind of woke us up. Like when we consistently, and that's why I said it's going to sound weird when I say it, but when we consistently see us getting um, mistreated by the race we've been trying to love for over 500 years, it takes a certain level of uh, visual seeing. So like the internet and the TV provides something that we didn't have a lot of, which is we seeing our people get mistreated constantly whether it's youtube tiktok cnn whatever it may be and it's by one set of people which is the european so the more we see that and then you have brothers like myself which are in the streets which i was telling you saying it's time for us to gather ourselves to get together is now looking like the better option 
the better option ain't joining Europeans anymore. Now the better option is joining us. That's why that article says the gap is being closed in black wealth. So on that subject, as you see, Ralph, he agrees with me on that one too. Yeah, I figured you guys have a little bit of agreement there. Um, this one guys um I've dialogued with. Yeah, he's a great guy. I thought there would be some of that for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I, I know he's got to go here in a minute. I'll, let's see. What did we not tell? We didn't. Well, we kind of got off into the slavery discussion. You know, I kind of just let it go because I figured right. that, that was a pretty good discussion in and of itself. If you want to pick this up like next week or something, man, and, and like that's that'd be that'd be dope. But if it's earlier, I can give you more time. But I mean, just you let me know. I don't want to be presumptuous. Yeah, I don't mind doing yeah. Let's see. Yeah, like you want to take up like DNA or IQ or whatever, and IQ or whatever, like specifically. I mean, we can do that. It's just, uh, yeah, I just will give me a few days' notice, and yeah, yeah. So whatever you want to do. Yeah. And, oh, I have a couple of um, I have a couple of uh, super chat questions. First was just a comment. Uh, yeah, man. And that was uh, from Brownbox. He said, "Glad to see you on the kill stream again, Thomas. Also, I've enjoyed your conversations on the Pete uh, Keonis show. I think that's how you said that." Uh, no, thank you, man. Then he said, "Thanks." Uh, and then. Uh, James Gartner sent in a 10, but it's a it's a song, so I'll play that after. Uh, and then there were a couple on Odyssey as well. Uh, Men Like God says, indentured servitude could be revoked indefinitely for any reason, resulting in chattel slavery. Jews decided to bring African <laughs> slaves to the U.S. because the Irish were anti-Semitic Catholics and escaped white slaves <laughs> bended, blended in too well. Uh, mulattoes fetch more money, so Jews bred whites and blacks, uh, is what he said there. So that was. Uh, I mean, some of that's verifiable. Some of it, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I, I, I don't know honestly. Well, Y'all really don't like them, um, Jewish people. Y'all really don't like them. <laughs> the so-called Jewish people, as you. <laughs> oh, oh they, look at Ralph just cut me, Ralph. Yeah. Just cut me. <laughs> but no, legit. Uh, thanks, thanks for hosting me, man. Like both of you thank fellas, you, I appreciate it mightily. Uh, yeah, thank no you, problem. man. Maybe we can do it a little bit earlier next time. But uh, yeah, no, no. This was this was dope. It's just if you want to go like for a couple hours, it's got to be earlier in the day. But um, but yeah, no. Just let me know, man. Like it's, I'm always uh, it's always a blessing, man. When you want to lay audio or whatever. But um, but yeah, if you want to, like I said, if you want to take some of this stuff in a more like focused way, that's totally fine. Just give me like a couple days notice. Yeah, maybe we could do it again. I'd like to. I'd like to rerun it maybe and and hit some yeah, of this stuff we didn't cover. We definitely could um do it again. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys just let me know, man. Um, and yeah, I uh, thank you, Ralph. Uh, thank you, man. It's uh been a pleasure. It was good to meet you, bro. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. No problem at all. Anytime, thank you, Thomas. Appreciate right, you, Thomas. Thomas seven 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 here on the on the kill stream. Uh, Captain Tazariak still with us for a few moments. What? So you enjoyed that? I enjoyed that. Yeah, actually, yeah, I did because um, when I was watching him, like some of the guys that you bring on, you know, I can see the crazy right off of. Like I could see where, <laughs> I could see, I could see right where it's gonna go. But I watched like two or three uh, videos that he's done on YouTube, and he's always kind of like laid back with his responses. If you make a good response, he agrees. He didn't like the Karen talk. I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> but he was being a little Karen. He was slightly being Karen. But other than that, um, so I knew it wouldn't be too um crazy. But I didn't I didn't expect him to agree with the points that I was making. But uh, he was uh, I guess I could say honest. So yeah, it was a, yeah, he's, it was a he's an honest guy, a thoughtful guy. And, and when we were putting it together, I kind I kind of figured there would be some some areas of agreement. He's not one to. 
um, you know, just disagree because, you know, it fits whatever he's trying to get across, right? Like, so he's, he's a pretty honest uh, interlocutor. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. And maybe we could do it. Like I said, I'd like to do a part two. I thought maybe we'd have yeah. a little bit longer. But we yeah, I thought a lot it was of, a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, but that's okay. So maybe we have a reason to pick it back up. Uh, it was good to have you back on the show, uh, and I always enjoy having you here on the Kill Stream. So why don't you tell people where to find you? I saw one of your um, uh, viewers or, or one of your guys was was broadcasting it on Clubhouse as well, which I thought was yeah, cool. definitely, yeah, yeah. So we broadcasted this on my YouTube channel, Cross the Line Radio. We also broadcasted it on um, Clubhouse. I think I have it on Twitter, but I'm not sure. If it's actually playing or not, I have to double check it's a to see if it's tricky over there. Yeah, yeah, like they let me share it to the, the Twitter, but I don't know if it's actually playing. Um, this will go on my website, crossthelineradio.com. I try to push, especially conversations like this, because uh, good or bad, it's all it. You know, people gravitate to this type of stuff. They always want to say, okay, you got this black guy versus the white guy. How's this going to go? Right, which is why I like this particular conversation because. It wasn't the normal, um, you know, angry type of conversation. It was actually pretty decent, which is why I, I said we could do a part two. But that's where you can find me on Cross the Line Radio. Uh, Fan Base is another app that um, I didn't go live on today, but that's another uh, platform that we utilize. Um, I didn't go live on TikTok because they'll ban you for every anything. And I knew I, I didn't know what we was going to talk about on here. <laughs> you never know what's going to how it'll go. Yeah. You never know what's gonna get said. <laughs> I just want to get get kicked out of uh TikTok, but you can find me on there as well. Um, I'm Tazaryak everywhere. So, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, fan base, Clubhouse. I'm always Tazaryak or Captain Tazaryak. You find me on any of those uh platforms. Uh, if anybody has, I'll take like two questions. If anybody has a question, yeah. Um, if you guys have a question, submit one in or just put one in the chat there, uh, mm -hmm. and we can take a couple questions. Also, salute to your audience as well, because uh, they, I, I see them usually. They have something uh, positive to say about me at least. Maybe yeah, they to 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 like yeah. you. Yeah, no, they yeah. like you. They gave you a pass. They like you a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, and I appreciate yeah, it. But sometimes I'll tune into yeah. your chat. Sometimes while it's yeah. live, and I'll yeah, see yeah. them. Like, oh, I like Ralph. You know, he's pretty good. Yeah, and, and I do the same thing. Like I'll go over to um to Rumble to see what they're saying over there because I like to see what they got to say. And what's I tell you what's funny? Whenever I go and I see a video of yours, like if I see a video of yours. And I go in the comments, and if I make a comment, the first thing they say is, "Is this the real Tazaria?" And if I say, <laughs> if I if I say this is the real Tazaria, oh, they they start talking to me and stuff like that. The audience is um always good. Audience is always good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I have to say. All right, chat. Give me a couple questions if you have them. Uh, if, yeah, not, if not, I'll, I'll, I'll let the captain yeah, go. Yeah, we can clip it. They in mentioned and, uh, Eric July. I don't think you know Eric July, though. I don't know if you do or not. No, I don't know. Yeah, no. I didn't figure you really knew who that was. Uh, okay, black? here goes a question. What's more important, slavery? <laughs> okay, what's more important, slavery or the Holocaust, is what this question was. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, if you ask a black person, it's always going to be slavery. Right. If you ask a so-called Jew, it's going to be... <laughs> Holocaust. I mean, I think that's a natural thing. Um, so yeah, for me, that's the most important thing because um, the remembrance of history 
it's how you go forward in the future. If you if you don't know the history, you cannot prepare for the future because you'll make the same mistakes. So for me, uh, slavery is always going to be more important. I see. Okay, give me one more question. Then here's a quick question. Righty Tidy ninety one says, "Where is your hype man?" He said that you know they were asking me before the oh, show. Oh, they talked about Abadja, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they... I won't start till Abadja. That's the brother always in the background. Yeah, that's right. I told him he was listen. I told Abadja he's famous for that. He is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they asked me and and they said, "Well, will he have his hype man?" I said, "Well." You know, captains, he's always a lot. It's different rules, basically. I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, the hype man is part of it, basically. Uh, but we didn't hear him that much tonight. Because he, he's not here. Oh, okay. That makes sense. He's not here tonight. If he was here, oh, don't worry. If he was here, y'all would have heard him. <laughs> he's hype. That's the hype. I got to tell him he's the hype man, man. Shout out to our body. Yeah, he's always a lot. He's always, he adds to it, actually. Uh, yes, he Ada, does. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Ada Wolf uh, for a dollar in the super chat says, uh, how do how does the captain feel about Africans fleeing to Europe on uh, mass lately, or you know, in numbers? Um, that sounds like a European problem. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't identify, <laughs> I don't identify as like an African. So, but I guarantee you that the Africans is probably fleeing Africa for some European problem that they think is going to be solved by going to another uh, continent. So I don't feel nothing about that. You don't it's hard for me. Yeah, I don't think it is because they're on a whole another continent and I have people in like the the neighborhoods in like our neighborhoods that I have to be concerned with. And if I could, you know, them them Africans, you know, they like the biggest scammers on the planet. I just saw an article <laughs> where um 700 nurses was lying about their nursing qualifications. Letting somebody else take the test. So I mean I hope, listen, I hope they do get in Europe and scam the hell out of them Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> Africans are the biggest. They do. They are known for a scam or two, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, A scam with 12. They, well, you know, it's funny. We had this, um, where was he from? Gambia, this guy mm -hmm. who who called into the show. And, you mm -hmm. know, he was in Gambia. And he's We paid him a little bit of money to film some stuff over there for us. And then it okay. uh, wasn't a lot, but, you know, it was a mm -hmm. couple hundred bucks or something. And then um, he always had a new story, right? He always needed mm -hmm. a little bit more money. And I tried to tell him, you could make money if you just <laughs> work with us, right? You don't have to come right. up with a fucking scam. You could just be right. cool, right? And and do a little material for us and we'll pay you, right? But instead, it, it has to be, you know, he's got to feed 20 people and his granny's got cancer and all this stuff. It's like, man, I know you're full of shit. Right? Do they send you the pictures too? Yeah, yeah, they did actually. Yeah, yeah they sent the little babies. And yeah. He's supposed to pity for the little babies and all that now we don't well, do it makes me mad because i know he's full of shit and it's like dude just tell me the truth we can help you make some money right you don't have to lie to me uh and it it's like insulting my intelligence you know what i mean like so it starts making me angry and eventually i just blocked him and it's like man you could have just been honest and we don't mind paying well, I feel you good. i'm gonna tell you i feel good that white people are getting scammed as well so. <laughs> well they're the biggest marks possible yeah of course uh you know right. they, they give you this mm -hmm. sob story uh okay one more super chat question okay, here real nice and then i'll let you go real nice says what do the guests think about marcus hart well we just have captain here what do you think about marcus garvey i believe garvey was correct to advocate for a peaceful separation of blacks and whites in the u.s and for blacks to go back to africa as we said well, i don't think you want to do that part well, outside of the africa part but but i understand why Marcus wanted to go to Africa, because of course we're believing that we descend from that at that time. 
So the Marcus Garvey's, the Denmark Vessies, um, the Nat Turner, all of them had um, a zeal for their people. Now, Marcus Garvey was slightly a little different in his methodology because Marcus Garvey uh, was sympathetic to the Irish as well. Like if you actually go into the history, that red, black, and green that he had, the red was for the Native Indians, the green was for the Irish, and then the black was for black people. So he still was an integrated individual, even though he, uh, on a surface level, wanted us to separate. He was a Roman Catholic as well. So there's a lot of history about Marcus Garvey that a lot of people don't know. So I think he had an um, unintelligent desire only because he had compassion uh, for people that didn't have compassion for themselves. Like He looked at the Irish when they came over here as indentured service and then made that comparable to black people enslaved when he should have just kept it on black people and then that would it would have been better for him so that's my position i didn't know that about marcus garvey actually he was yeah. Roman catholic and all that stuff. yeah he was a roman catholic and that red black and green that black people still rock to this yeah. day and most of them don't know that green is for white people i didn't know that either yeah the they yeah. called the pan-african or whatever uh yeah. colors there yeah yeah that's uh, white people well, I hope to have you back on soon. I'd like to pick oh, it back up with him. Yeah. Pick it back up with somebody. I else. want that guy. I'm gonna tell you, Ralph. Why I'm gonna say this publicly? Why I said this? That guy, Richard Spencer, right? That you've had as a guest. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. So I don't know if you know Adam from No Jumper, right? Yeah, I do. So Adam, okay. Not so Adam, but yeah, no. Right. So Adam from No Jumper, um, they were trying to set up me and him to have a sit down on his station. Really. But apparently, they told me Richard is scared. What? So the reason, yeah, that's what they told me. They told me Richard is scared to have the sit down. So I need, I needed a good white friend that I could have. Let Richard know it's safe to have a conversation. I said, I got one. That's right. <laughs> I was just saying, you got <laughs> one at least. <laughs> yeah, I that one. So I wanted to have a conversation because I listened to uh, Richard Spencer. I know a little bit of his background and in anticipating having a conversation, uh, it's maybe want to, so maybe that could be the next guy. So I'm saying it okay. on your, your, so your listeners can hear. I think that would be a real good next dialogue that we can have. Okay. If you can get uh, Richard Spencer, we can talk about this. We can combine both subjects. We can combine what we just talked about with uh, Thomas, with um, the, the Joel guy, that conversation I had with Joel, like which one is better. I think if we can combine that, that would probably be like a two to three hour back and forth i think that'd be good and he's a he's a yeah. great guy when it comes to these discussions yeah uh, i didn't realize one had fallen apart already uh, you mentioned it to yeah. me and i was like well i already got this set up and i, right. I can't get him that quick uh but uh you know i'll reach back out to him he was on several times this year then i okay. had a bit of a little bit of a scandal i haven't heard from him since then but uh i'll, I'll check back in with him i have a way of um rising from the ashes uh captain yeah, so, there you uh, go I, yeah. I know you stay here every couple months i hear from you hey you want to do a show and yeah. we do the show yeah, yeah so if you pull that out. one yeah if you could pull that one you don't have to ask if i'm gonna do it i'm telling you now i could do it already I'm pretty sure your listening audience would um, love to see that back and forth between him and myself. So that's what I would look for. All right. And uh, I right, know with that, I'm going to go ahead and um, head out again. I appreciate uh, Killstream. I appreciate Ralph. I love the audience that he has, the chat that he has. Um, again, I appreciate my audience as well. Uh, this was definitely one of the better conversations that I've had on your show, and I look forward to doing many more. Thank you, Captain Cesariak, Hall of Famer here on the Killstream. Hall Much of Famer. Much that's right. Sir. Thank All you, right. All right, later. Later, man. Later. There goes Captain. There goes the segment.
And that was a lot of fun. I hoped it would be a little bit longer, but to be fair, I didn't check in on how long Thomas had, so sometimes that stuff changes, you know. Uh, but he did give a solid hour, a little bit over, actually. So uh, shout-out to Thomas777. I usually don't keep uh, one side after the debate but it, you know i was trying to make it a little bit longer and I, I thought you know he didn't really go into the um stuff they talked about either you know and like try to influence that so i thought it was i thought it was fine james gardner sent this in 